Alex, I do owe you an apology uh, tonight. Um, oh, wonderful. This is a great way to start. We are starting about a half hour late, and uh, it's all my fault. So, uh, basically, I don't know how everybody else does groceries, but grocery shopping is like the bane of mine and my wife's existence. We hate the grocery store. And so, you know, a lot of people like for for as many bad things that have been caused by COVID and believe me, I am not happy about COVID being a thing at all. I wish it never was. Um, However, the innovation to the grocery (laughs) industry as a byproduct of COVID is truly remarkable and something I cherish to the fact that now I get to treat groceries as the same as I get to treat everything else I get to procrastinate on to the fact that we had a grocery order from Jewel, Jewel Osco from all my Midwesterners, you know, stand up and shout praise Jewel Osco. Um, had the grocery ordered, supposed to pick it up on the way home from work, did not. Wife was supposed to remind me because I, yeah, I can't keep a schedule that I don't was supposed to. wife. Well, we were don't, both at don't fault. Blame your wife. We were both at fault. Either nah, way. It's really not her fault. I did not pick up the groceries. She did not remind me to do so. Equal parties. That's not her fault. Equal no, parties. it's not. It's not even close. The groceries did not get picked up. We had dinner. I, uh, She cooked. I kind of helped her and I put it away and did all my wifely, husbandly duties. And I was set to podcast and it was five to eight. And we recorded eight sharp, damn it. And then Jewel Osco called and said, hey, you, uh, you going to come get your groceries? And so I am sorry that we are a half hour late. I owe you an apology. Um, I would not make a good door dasher. Um, but either way, we uh, we have our grapes and our lunch meat for the week now. So congratulations. I uh, stubbed my toe before the podcast, but I was still here on time. <laughs> You're not going to blame that on your wife? No, I just <laughs> ran it straight into the... Straight into the dresser upstairs. Uh, we are talking some some newsy stuff. Probably there's some updates on some suspensions and punishments and rehabs. Oh, can I can I start the podcast with with newsy stuff? Yeah. Do you want okay. the drop like right now or when do you? When no, do you... roll roll the intro. I'll get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, we're back! We are back! It is rankings mania. It's never going to stop. I don't know. Maybe you won't get ranking videos if we pivot to doing two pods a week. Then we could probably talk about other stuff, maybe do some mock drafts. But I swear, by the time we get through these ranks, we're going to have to go through, readjust them, and reissue these. So we'll see. True. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so today we're talking uh, wide receiver rankings, unless, Alex, there's something you want to chat about. No, uh, the, the, it's not even really newsy stuff. Leonard Fournette reported to camp at 260 pounds. Yeah. Uh, apparently the Bucks coaches aren't happy about that. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I mean, you don't think it's the second coming of Eddie Lacy, do you? No, I think he's still fine. He was probably, they said he was playing at like 225. He was probably playing at like 245 anyway. So like the dude is, is a beast. Anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's talk wide receivers. Uh, That's, that's why people are here. Well, wide receivers are the easiest, are the easiest people to predict bar none. I actually think it's safer to start out with wide receivers and try to throw darts at running backs. But at the same time, if you can lock in a couple running backs and then have safer dart throws later in the draft because you can just chase targets, that's also a strategy. Do you have a preference on which one you like? Dude, I hate I hate getting asked like who should I draft in the first round because it, yeah, it, it de- just depends. It depends you gotta on mock it out. You gotta have a strategy going. Yeah, like if if your first half of the first round, I want probably a running back. If your second half, I could look at any of these wide receivers we're gonna be chatting about. It's true. All right, so last year, of the top 12 in targets, how many wide receivers do you think finished as wide receiver two or better? All 12. That is correct. Of the next 12 
leaders and targets. So, so 25 through 36. No, no, no. Sorry. Of 13 through 24 targets. Okay. How many finished as wide receiver two or better? Of the next 12, I would say nine of them. You are correct. Booyah! So 21 of the 24 target leaders finished as a top 24 wide receiver last year. Would you like to try to guess the three that weren't in the top 24? Or would you like to try to guess the three that uh, cracked the top 24 or that were not in the top 24 of targets, if that, that makes sense. Finished there. So I'd be thinking about dudes that had like an obscene number of touchdowns. Probably, right? Because that's yeah. how you get in without the targets. Yep. Uh, like Adam Thielen, probably. Nope. Really? I'm surprised he can get it. Okay. He must have been just shy because I think he had double digit touchdowns. Um, who else is so one one of them is Mike Evans. He finishes the eighth ranked wide receiver, 25th in targets. That's silly. T. Higgins was uh 27th in targets and finished outside. And Tyler Lockett finished. 13th and had 29th most targets. So T Higgins finished 22nd, had the 27th most targets. Lockett had the 13th, finished 13th and had the 29th most targets. Um, and the, the three people that, that cracked it, uh, the top 24 in targets and were outside the top 24, Terry McLaurin finished 25th. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, just these, these are decent, didn't score. Yep, had the 20th most targets. Didn't score. And Marvin Jones Jr. I thought he was dead. Finished uh, wide receiver 35 and had the 23rd most targets last year. That was a real bad joke. But I know, Alex, you loved using Marvin Jones Jr. going into last season. I was not about it. Yeah, and I mean, the 23rd most targets ain't ain't nothing to sneeze at. No. Wide receivers are fun because it's, it's just easy to to see the correlation and shockingly, a lot of the guys we're talking about today are going to have a ton of targets. Shockingly. Yes. Um, all right. I think we should just dive in. Shall we? At this point, we are, you, you don't want to talk about going to the grocery store again. No, I don't. I'm, I'm go over it. I'm past <laughs> it. Uh, it's a, a new core memory. I've unlocked is being called and yelled at by the jewel Osco lady. Um, but it's one I'll cherish and look back on fondly. Now, as we move on, I mean, we can we can talk about Cooper Cop all, all night. We can. Like, it's it's complete chalk. Uh, he's everybody's wide receiver one. If he's not, he should be. Um, his team was top 10 in pass attempts. Robert Woods tore his ACL. They didn't have a running back that was healthy. Like, everything went right for Cooper Cup to go from having a very, very good season to having maybe probably the best season of any receiver of all time. Um, OBJ was worthless, you know, until the playoff game. Um, But all that aside, run it back again this year. Woods is gone. Yes, you have A-Rob there. Yes, you have Cam Akers coming back off of uh, that injury. I know he played in the playoffs, but the guy averaged like 3.2 yards per carry and looked not himself as he shouldn't be, you know, um, playing in playoff NFL football with a a torn Achilles. So all that aside, we both think that Cooper Cup is lined up to have a repeat performance. You know, I like Allen Robinson more than OBJ, but he slumped for, I don't like unidentified. I think Allen Robinson slumped for unidentified reasons with the Chicago Bears last season. Darnell Mooney. Yeah, he, he, he quit. That's what. Yeah, happened. he did. I, that's like, that would make more sense than a skill talent thing to me, but like Darnell Mooney still found a way to have a thousand yards for the Bears last season, and Allen Robinson couldn't. I, I, I I'm sure he probably. I mean, he must have just quit. 
Does it, are you worried at all about Allen Robinson? Do you think that he'll be back and motivated and looking like a wide receiver one? Do you have any reservations about cup? I mean, he had 1,947 receiving yards, a 31% target share, more than 200 targets um, in his last 21 games played. It's just, he's firmly out in the top five wideouts this season, regardless of format. And, and even with the addition of Allen Robinson, for me, do you have, does A-Rob give you any reservations? No, he's the number one guy. This is easy. It's the best quarterback he's ever played with. He's got an offensive mastermind to run up plays. They're great. Doesn't matter. They don't really have a tight end. They throw the ball a ton. Cam Akers maybe concerns you a little bit, but I mean, if you had to bet one guy to have 10 touchdowns this year, it'd probably be Cooper Cup. So we, yeah. uh, on our sack of sheet, which is coming soon uh, for you to register on our website, it'll be sometime in, in August. We, we have Cooper Cup at three overall. Uh, currently on sleeper, he's going fifth. Um, he's the number one wide receiver on both ESPN and Fantasy Pros. We both have him at one. He's the number one guy. K-Maker might, might take away a touchdown or two, but Stafford isn't sneaking it in. No. Tyler Higby doesn't concern you. And really, like the Robert Woods OBJ, like if, if Robinson fills all of those numbers, he could easily be a high-end wide receiver too, and Cooper Cup is still could be the number one guy. So it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Agree. I right. got nothing else. Who's number two? Justin Jefferson, your El guy. Hefe. So he was fourth overall uh, in points at the wide receiver, wide receiver position last year, fourth in points per game. They've got a new coach in Minnesota. No more uh, bad defense coach. It's bad. Mr. Zimmer, he's gone. And so they've replaced him with, hmm, the Rams offensive coordinator who happened to support the number one wide receiver in fantasy last year in Cooper Cup. So I think he knows how to get his top guy the ball. And that's Justin Jefferson. So that's pretty good. Also, he plays the Lions twice and the Bears twice, which is super helpful too. He had the fourth most targets last year, uh, basically averaging 10 per game. He had 167 targets behind only Cup, Devontae Adams, and Deontay Johnson. Fourth in catches, second in yardage, sixth in touchdowns with 10. So, yeah, we have him at two. Uh, This wasn't really all that hard. Uh, at least for me, I, I don't know about you. Um, we we kind of have a, a baby tier here after Jefferson. Uh, we think these two guys are head and shoulders above uh, the other wide receivers. He's just freaking incredible. Um, it, it was it was really cool though. He did credit Devonte Adams as being the NFL's best wide receiver after last season, but states that he's going to be the best wide receiver after this upcoming year. Um, he said, it's going to be me after the 2022 season. It's going to be May. Oh, my God. We have to. We're going to let that one leave that one exactly where it is. Um, he's 10 months. He's. He's probably my favorite receiver in the league, and I hate that he <laughs> plays for an in-conference rival like it bothers me to no end. I was on him pre-draft two years ago, like draft him everywhere, pick him up in the last round. And I'm still in love with El Hefe. The dude is just too freaking smooth and too good at what he does. Um, the targets are going to be there. They're going to pass more freaking Zimmer's gone. Like this is so much better for El Hefe. I can't wait to see what he does this year. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell was the guy I was thinking of who's their head coach. And I mean, Mike Zimmer clearly did not like Kirk cousins. Uh, I believe Ben Lieber, uh, was quoted basically explaining that he never let Kirk be himself. And Kirk isn't bad. Like, he's a very serviceable quarterback and with the weapons that he has there. And a lot of teams come up and respect the run with Dalvin. And it lets Jay Jeff just kind of run across the field. He's he's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. All right. That does it for uh, El Hefe. Why don't you tell me about his idol in Devontae Adams, our next wide receiver? Yeah, we, we kind of deviate here, at least a little bit. 
uh, in our rankings, we have Devontae Adams here uh, pr- pretty easily. Uh, you have Jamar Chase over Devontae Adams. Uh, I have Devontae Adams over Jamar Chase, but uh, I win the tiebreaker on this one. Uh, currently, uh, Devontae Adams is going at pick 11 on Sleeper. Thank you to them for their ADPs. Fantasy Pros has Devontae Adams at seven. ESPN has him at four. And here we have Devontae Adams, who uh, we think is the most uh, talented wide receiver. Like, I think he's overall better than Cooper Cup. I just think Cooper Cup's in a better situation. Now, Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. He's with Waller. He's with Renfro. He's with his old college quarterback and Derek Carr. And, I mean... Mike, uh, not Mike McDaniels, or is it Mike McDaniels? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Thank you, Mike McDaniels. Wrong, wrong team. Um, so J- Josh McDaniels has never really had a great wide receiver other than Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman was okay. Um, so it's I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with all these weapons. So I, I love Devontae Adams. He he's he put up massive numbers with Carr. I have him at three. You have him at four. Uh, we think he's in line for a big year. Yeah, I, I do think that there is a world where Devontae Adams ends up as the wide receiver one overall this season. Um, I just, they have the chemistry already. Derek Carr and Devontae, you know, went to Fresno together. Um, Devontae led the league before in receiving. He had 170 targets, 169 actually. Targets. Nice. And he missed a game, or didn't he? Thank you. Uh, With A Raj last year. And now you're going to be Derek Carr's one true weapon uh, on offense, um, at least at the receiver position. Waller and Renfro is is a hell of a supporting cast there. The fact that you mentioned Renfro in the same breath as Devontae Adams is insulting, quite honestly. I'll give you Waller. That's about it, though. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with Renfro. Wrong? No. Devontae Adams? No. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. Any of these four yeah, guys, I, even this next one. Right. It's it's true. I, I just real quick, uh, back to Fresno State and him and, and Carr playing together. In 2012, he had 14 touchdowns with Carr in college. 2014, he had 24 touchdowns with Carr in college. Uh, his, his last season when they were together, 131 catches, 1700 yards and 24 touchdowns. And I believe in that was in 12 games, 12 or 13 games. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, it's going to be outrageous. It's going to be absolutely outrageous. Um, all right, fine. If you whiff on all three of those guys, don't worry about it. Get you some Jamar chase. Um, actually. Let's look at current ADPs. Current ADP has Jamar Chase going in front of Devontae Adams by two spots. So it's true. You might miss out on those three and settle for Devontae Adams. Oh, my God. Could you imagine settling for Devontae Adams? How rough would that be? But. Yeah, the guy that's basically been going one overall the last two years, right? Uh, Is not going forth. Rough. Jamar Chase is our wide receiver for consensus. So we have all four of these guys uh, in a hard tier of their own. I know we mentioned uh, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. It's more of like a little baby tier. Um, yeah. But any four of these guys would be great. Uh, as far as Jamar Chase is concerned, though, he might be the most fun to watch. Um, he might have the most big play ability. Yeah, he's most explosive for sure. Like the downfield plays... The other dudes are all safer bets to finish as wide receiver one. Just if you look at the targets and receptions compared to Jamar Chase, like they yep. have 20 to 30% more than Jamar Chase did just because he has T Higgins in the offense and Joe Mixon. Um, but he was, and to that end, he was 17th in targets with almost 130 and finished as wide receiver five, 17th in targets, top five wide out. 18th in target share at almost 23%. Third in receiving touchdowns with 13, only three behind Cooper Cup and one behind Mike Evans. He converted 16% of his catches into scores, which is a touchdown every six and a quarter catches, which is just silly. It's pretty high. Assuming his target share grows in year two after his ascension over last season, 
you know, I really think that the sky's the limit for Jamar in year two. I think he's a fun pick to finish his wide receiver one overall. It would certainly mean more explosive plays in Cincy. Um, and I like him a lot more after the offensive line additions that the Bengals made via the draft and free agency. We've talked about it time and time again. So, I'm surprised it took you that long to bring it up. Honestly. I know, right? But I mean, you have Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lel Collins on that line now. It may be one of, if not the best offensive lines in the league at this point, um, which is going to give uh, Joe Burrow more time to sling the ball. I think that Jamar should be drafted near the beginning of the second round in most formats, if not earlier. I would love to smash Jamar Chase at the end of the first round. Not afraid to do it. Yeah, I actually misspoke earlier when I when I was talking about Devontae Adams. I actually have Stefan Tiggs over Jamar Chase uh, <laughs> as well. Um, on, only because of the targets. Um, that, yeah. That's it. And I mean... Yeah, Jamar Chase's rookie, to your point, right? 17th in targets. Higgins missed three games. So, like, I I don't know if I necessarily see them having more targets and they like to run the ball and kind of play ball control offense with Mixon. And um, so I, I think Diggs is a little bit safer from a targets perspective. So I'd rather have him. Understanding that Chase is probably going to have bigger weeks and, and win you when you weeks just straight up outright, but it should be noted that, you know, two years ago, Stefan Diggs finished as a third wide receiver. So I just, I like the safety of Diggs a little bit more than chase because of the targets, but chase is the most explosive wide receiver that's in the NFL. He's maybe the fastest him and Tyree kill, right? From a, from an explosive standpoint, the offensive line's great. That offense is only going to get better for another year off the ACL injury. Uh, it'll, it'll be fun to see what they can do. But yeah, we, ha- we have Chase at four, um, and he's pretty good. I, yeah. I don't think you can be unhappy with any of these guys. God, and, no, how could you? And like, you're going to sit back and be like, all right, yep, they're got a wide receiver one. I'm good. Yeah, and you mentioned Stephon Diggs. He is our consensus wide receiver five. Uh, you know, he was drafted as that top three fantasy fantasy receiver last season. Didn't live up to the hype. Um, no, he didn't. But he did still finish as wide receiver seven overall. He was solid down the stretch, um, but definitely a let a letdown to start last season. Um, had just over 100 catches and finished with more than 1,200 yards and scored 10 times. The number one receiver for Josh Allen obviously has the upside to finish as wide receiver one overall. Um, And I don't think next year's any exception or this coming season's any exception. He was seventh in target share among wide receivers at 25%. And I mean, he's going to be a top receiver again this season, even with the emergence of Gabriel Davis in the playoffs. Yeah. And like, to me, it's kind of weird, right? Because Diggs only had one 20 point game and half PPR scoring. So it, it, he, he was like really, really consistent. Like I'm just looking right now. He had one, two, three, four games under 10 and one game over 20. So like all in the teens. Yeah. Like he was, he was really, really consistently good. He had the consistent targets. He only had one game under seven. Yeah. One game. Yeah. Two. Two games under seven. I, I understand how that's a top 10 wide receiver, but that's not what he was drafted to do. He was drafted to have the 40 point games last year. He was drafted as a top three receiver. And he didn't do it. Consistency aside. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that and understand that. I do think it helps with Beasley moving on who takes a yeah. lot of those targets. And I, I know that some of those are going to go to Gabriel Davis. I understand that some of those might go to Knox. But if more of those go to digs as well, like, and you're sitting on an offense that, you know, any given week can easily put up 40. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And they don't really have that great of a running game that they're going to turn around and give it to him at the goal line. I know Allen will, or will have some rushing touchdowns, but I, I just, I really enjoy digs. I, I think he's almost primed for a bigger season because people will be down on him because he 
like they'll kind of be snake bitten a little bit um, where you can get digs. What in the second round here? Yeah. He's going uh, 14th overall. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could be real fun to, to, you know, take back to back wide receivers like Adams and Diggs. Oh yeah, that would be, that would be disgusting, but I would pass on Stefan Diggs for our next receiver. My oh. wide receive my wide receiver five overall, our combined wide receiver six overall, and that is the one and only CD Lamb. Yeah, and a lot of this is because of bye-bye Amari Cooper, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean absolutely. That's that, that's your sole reason for having him as high as as high as you do. You have no Amari Cooper, you have uh Dak year two of healthiness, and let's not forget the fact that Michael Gallup is coming back from an ACL and may not be healthy to start the season. Other same head dudes, coach, same offensive coordinator, same quarterback, same running backs, pretty good offensive line. Yeah, like I, like like I want the perfect storm that Cooper Cup had where all these dudes were just not it, not healthy and they become the sole focus. Right now CD Lamb loses Amari Cooper and he's got health questions surrounding the rest of that wide receiver core. Maybe um, CD Lamb is that guy this season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I have him at six. You have him at five. He's our consensus six. He's currently going pick fifteen. Fancy I Pros has him, him as their the sixth. Round. ESPN has him as their seventh ranked uh, wide receiver. Uh, in case you were wondering, Debo is in front of him, which uh, we both very much disagree with yeah cd lamb put it in the put it in the the stereo and hit play it's gonna gonna be great i um you like that <laughs> no i really was like terrible that, I, that was yeah. absolutely terrible well it's it's him and not a whole lot else from a competition standpoint i mean you got schultz there who who we both are are very high on at the tight end position in case you haven't checked out our tight end podcast please do so um yeah, he's the number one guy. There's no Amari Cooper. I, I don't really know what else to say. He had 120 targets last year, which is tied for 22nd most. Uh, to break the top 10 last year, he would have had to have 141, and I think he easily gets to that number this year. Um, it's just going to come down to will he score the touchdowns? And Dak threw a whole lot of them last year, and it, they just kind of went to random people. If CD can get 10 or more, then he's absolutely a wide receiver one lock. Mm -hmm. Jalen Tolbert is currently running with the ones right now, too, and he's the wide receiver they drafted out of the University of South Alabama. Uh, so he could potentially start opposite of CD Lamb to start the season while Gallup tries to come back. So, all right. <sighs> Why don't you tell me a little bit about our next wide receiver, Alex? Do I have to? It's Mike Evans. We love Mike Evans. He's never had a season without a thousand yards receiving ever. He, well, he's never had one. He's Mr. Dependable. He went off for a thousand yards for his eighth season in a row. Finishes wide Every receiver. Season. Uh, he was all the way down at 25th in targets. Like we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, yep. Scoring propped up by his 14 touchdowns. Fort freaking teen. Uh, inconsistent. He was inconsistent at times, uh, randomly exploding for 100 yards and a couple scores and then kind of going quiet the next week. But I think it was because of his low yardage total. Um, I'm hoping for more consistency this season with Godwin potentially sidelined to start the year as he recovers from his torn ACL. Um, his ADP would absolutely skyrocket, I believe, if Godwin is uh, starting the year on the pup. Um, yeah, hell, hell of a guy to have, to get in the early third round right now, which is where he's going at pick 26. Yeah, like he should all day, he will outperform that ADP all day, every day for every week. Godwin is gone. No Godwin, no Antonio Brown. Like it's him and Russell Gage. And, and I didn't even get to Gronk. There's no Gronk. Like Mike Evans is going to be that guy this year. He's a wide receiver one as long as uh, Tom Brady is still in Tampa Bay. Yeah, unless Father Time catches up to Tom, which, I mean, theoretically it will at some point. Not this there, year. There's no worries here. And I, I feel like of all the wide receiver ones, he almost feels the safest. Like, yeah, <laughs> just, I kind of get that. 
just because he's he does it every like I obviously Cooper Cup is is way more safe. I, I get that, but just from like a longevity perspective and doing it consistently over the last decade, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Evans from a from a bill of health standpoint, he's playing with one of the best quarterbacks ever. He, he's gonna have a thousand yards, and if he has a thousand yards, he's if he has eight to ten touchdowns, which he seems to have most years, he walks in as a wide receiver one. Dude, how is he going behind AJ Brown in ADP right now? That is criminal. Yeah, it's pretty bad, right? That's that's real bad. But. Real bad. The the next guy that we have up is Debo Samuel. Uh Fantasy Pros has him as as wide receiver four. ESPN has him at six. We have him at eight. Uh I, I actually have him at nine, or I guess I have him at eight, and Jason has him at, at nine. Um so, yeah, we, we just don't really like Debo because of Trey Lance, period. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to take what I deem to be a risk in the first like two to three rounds. I want dudes that I know what they're going to do. And Debo with Trey Lance, I I mean, he's a risk. They lost their offensive coordinator. So, yes, it's going to still be the Mike Shanahan offense, but it's not going to be exactly the same. And they get real freaking gimmicky down by the goal line, and they had now have another running asset in their quarterback. So it's a risk. There's it's I am risk averse, and it's not that it's a big risk. It's enough risk that I will look elsewhere, especially at current ADPs. For Debo. yeah, I mean Debo was wide receiver two last year, both in points, total points, and points per game, only behind Cooper Cup. He had 59 carries for 365 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. And there were only eight running backs who had more touchdowns than Debo on the ground. But it it matters that Trey Lance is going to be taking over because some of those touchdowns are going to go to Trey Lance. You know, he might say as part of uh, they're still working on contract, but he he might be like, stop running me between the freaking tackles. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do this sort of thing. Uh, it should be noted that when Trey Lance played last year uh, in half PPR scoring, Debo had 32 points, 14 points, and 16 points. So pretty solid, even when Trey Lance was playing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, again, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm not going to, I'm not doing it on Debo. I'm, I'm not a believer he has to do it with Trey Lance to make me believe. Um, let's move on to our next receiver, and that is Keenan Allen. Alex, tell me about you don't Keenan like Keenan Allen. I it's not that I don't like Keenan Allen, although I he's a low end wide receiver one for me. He's not explosive. He doesn't create huge plays. He's just like a good route runner possession guy. Like, yes, he is an excellent, uh, what sophomore junior year quarterback now. Um, and Justin yeah, Her- Herbert, Her- but, Herbert's ascending and you want his number one guy. I die for the value. I think I probably want Mike Williams. Like mm-hmm. I can get Mike Williams. I don't know what, two, three rounds later. Yeah, um, so currently uh, Mike Williams is going pick 56, so somewhere in the middle of the fifth round. Last year, Keenan Mike Allen Williams is, was wide receiver 11, and Keenan Allen was wide receiver 14. So why would I not... Keenan Allen is going pick 29 in the middle of the third round, so it's two rounds later. Yeah, so why wouldn't um, I take the guy that finished three spots higher two rounds later? I I understand what you're saying, but Keenan Allen has a much longer track record of doing this, so... The last five years, Keenan Allen has had between 97 and 106 catches every year. Are you so, waiting for me to respond? I don't have a response to that. For my first wide receiver, I just, I want somebody more explosive. Give me Debo, Tyreek, T. Higgins. Maybe yeah, Mike. But, I mean, like, he's I'm, going in the middle of the third round, though. Like, yeah. That's, I'm just... I'm not going to get, I'm not going to have Keenan Allen is all I'm trying to say. I'm just not going to yeah, do I it. Mean the, the, only, the only issue with him is that he's never really scored touchdowns. So he has six touchdowns in each of the last five years, except for one where he had eight. So 
Sleeper like, Shonen was seven last year, but I'll leave it. Uh, well, then apparently I'm a dumbass. <laughs> one rushing <laughs> touchdown? Or a sacco. No, it's yeah, just seven I'll, receiving. It doesn't matter. It's, but well, it's only one. Either more. way, like he's, like he's never had that double digit blowout year where like it's, it's almost like he's due and he's only 30 years old. It feels like he's been around forever. So I think people just are Keenan Allen fatigued. Don't do you feel who's more likely to have that big year? Keenan Allen or Tyreek Hill? Probably Keenan Allen. Oh, because I, he's got a better quarter. He's a known quarterback. He's just, it's a split offense. There's too many weapons. Michael Pittman Jr. Really? Oh, man. You're so yeah, high you on Keenan Allen. You're just, you're going to have him and I won't. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. For the record, the only time I've ever had him, he tore his ACL in the first game. So <laughs> it's, re- it's redemption times six years later. I, um, um, I, I, I think I would much rather have Hill over Tyreek Hill. For sure. I mean, you have. You'd much rather have I mean, who over Tyreek? I would much rather have Keenan Allen over Tyreek Hill. That's probably a board bet because you have him. I, I, I the exact opposite. Yes, that's fine. I'll do Tyreek over Keenan this season. That's fine. I'll I'll take that. Um, I don't think that that's even the choice though that we're talking about here. Current sleeper ADP has Zeke going one spot ahead of Keenan Allen, and Cam Akers going two spots behind. Are you looking at either of those dudes over Keenan Allen right there? Third, I would take Zeke for sure. Third pick. You probably assume you're split one and one and Zeke's your second running back. Zeke I can't sh- believe he's going that late. He should just be. doesn't. I just don't get it. Like I literally, if it's third round reversal, if it's in a third round reversal league, I want to pick at the end of the second. So I have the first pick in the third. Oh or, my God. Yeah. I want to pick at the yeah. end of the first round. So I have the yeah. first pick in the third. You know what I mean. And if it's a standard league, I literally want the first pick so I can go like Zeke in the third for some reason. He should not be there. Yeah. That's just nasty. Yeah. So so Tyree Kill is who we have at 10. It should be noted that we did have Amari Cooper uh, somewhere in these rankings. We we actually had him at eight, um, but we're we're dropping him back, assuming that Watson is going to get suspended, uh, which makes him not a wide receiver one. Talk more about him next pod. So we we have Tyreek Hill here, uh, the aforementioned. He got traded from Kansas City. He's now a Miami Dolphin fighting for targets with Mike Kosicki and Jalen Waddell uh, in a Tua Tungavailoa offense. And he's currently going in the middle of the second round at pick 18. Um, It's too early for me. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm higher on him than you are, and the you know the rest of the world is higher than me. So <laughs> it's uh, true. It's not even that. It's just that there's other dudes around where Tyreek is going that I like more than Tyreek. So I'm not going to have Tyreek this season. But you know what? That's fine. I just I don't yeah. think he's a value there. I think he's getting drafted at a ceiling. I agree. Which is why I like Keenan Allen more than I like Tyreek Hill. Should also be noted that Tyreek Hill had 159 targets last year for the Chiefs. Jalen Waddle had 141. Uh, that's 300 targets between the two of them, just assuming they have the same production. And Tua only threw 388 times last year. Like they're they're going to be fighting for for the ball. They, so you're like, saying Jalen's making you waddle away from Tyreek Hill? Uh, you should get the sack of sheet and listen to me sing. Um, yeah, I mean, he's making me waddle away for sure. Like I, I just, there's, there's too much uncertainty and yeah, he might end up being a top five wide receiver. That's fine. But I, I think you're taking a risk in drafting him where he's going and there's other guys I'd prefer over him. Okay. I'm not going to argue. Um, I, I'm not going to argue. We're going to, I'm going okay. to leave it there. Tell me about our next yeah, I mean, receiver. Ke- Keenan Allen going around after Tyreek Hill is wonderful value. I don't like Tyreek Hill going in the middle of the second. All right. Uh, 
Wide receiver number 11 for us is T. Higgins, another Jason boy. Uh, he's currently going uh, pick. T. Higgins 30. is a man, thank you. It's Jason's man. Uh, Higgins is going uh, in the thank back you. half of the third round at pick 33. Uh, I have him as wide receiver 12. Jason has him as wide receiver 11. Fantasy Pros and ESPN both have him at 11. Two Bengals. Yeah. Uh, with the pending move of Amari Cooper down, sliding him down, T. Higgins uh, moves up to wide receiver 11 overall for us. Um, so he becomes my wide receiver 10 and your wide receiver 11. Two Bengals in the top 10, like you said. I mean, what an offense. Joey franchise just doing stuff with, you know, matchsticks for an offensive line last year. Toothpicks. Well, I don't, whatever weak wooden structure you prefer. <laughs> and this year has probably the best O line in the league. So it's high, it's aggressive. T. Higgins was a wide receiver one when he was healthy on a per game basis last year. And true, that's what I think it's going to be. So there you go. Wide receiver 12 average 13 points per game and half PPR. So wide, wide receiver one, which is kind of sneaky. Uh, Jamar Chase averaged two and a half more points per game than he did last year. Uh, should be noted that Chase had seven more touchdowns. So that's <laughs> that's a big reason why. I mean, when they when they both play touchdown every six up, and a quarter catches. <laughs> they right. They they both put up similar like production. It's just Chase had the touchdowns. You could probably theoretically say Jason's favorite that Higgins is in for a progression of touchdowns uh, in that offense. So yeah, we, we have two Bengals in the top uh, in the top 12 here. We have Joe Burrow ranked pretty high. Uh, the, the only like potential downside of this is just the Joe Mixon rushing factor where they were very comfortable with, with kind of, uh, you know, just turning around and giving it to him three times at the goal line and instead of airing that out. I do think that that might change at least a little bit. And you always have the Joe Mixon injury risk, uh, <laughs> too, which is uh, the first year he really stayed healthy was last year. So I and at the same time, like teams are going to drop back and try to stop Jamar Chase from going over the top. And that's going to free up T Higgins to do a lot of the underneath work in this offense. So, yeah, he's going a little bit later. Um and he's flying a little bit under the radar because he doesn't quite have the the name recognition a lot of these guys do. Um, but he's someone that I would be thrilled to have. Um, even as a wide receiver one on your team, if you go running back, running back, uh, and then you slide in and get Higgins uh, right there in the back half of the third round. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to leave T. Higgins there and talk to... Talk to my potential player of the year. Oh my, my gosh. My potential, my guy of 2022. I have not, oh. I'm not declaring oh it, boy. but he is a very strong candidate for the player that may return the most value on average draft position. And that is the one, the only Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah is a freaking stud okay we saw glimpses of what he could do last year and i really am hoping hoping that everything comes together for the third year receiver after the colts went out and got matt ryan um carson left thank god he's gone back from whence he came to the nfc yeah, east i was gonna say someone some would say he went there you go uh don't let the door hit you on the way out you know um, Pittman was ninth in target share with almost 26%. He firmly established himself as the Colts wide receiver one last year. And with a competent quarterback in 2022, Jonathan Taylor to move the chains. And in my eyes, no real competition in the wide receiver room. Um, I think Michael Pittman Jr. has everything there to potentially put together a firm top five wide receiver season. And he is currently going 48th overall. Yeah. They run first offense with a competent quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan historically uh, has kind of been a, you know, pretty much been a QB one. I uh, finished 11, 12, 19 and 19 the last two years. 
uh, or I guess over the last four. But um, yeah, just in a pathetic offense last year. Pittman's great. I, I, I think you are pretty close to being right on this. We we have a tier right here on our sack of sheet um, where it kind of falls off to to Michael Thomas next. Matt Ryan's a really good quarterback, and if teams are going to be trying to stop the run, that opens things up for Pittman Jr. They you off the top of your head, you really can't name anybody else on that offense that isn't a running back, like. Paris it's, Campbell. It's gonna be, oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be Matt Ryan throwing to Michael Pittman Jr. And keep in mind, like he's able to support a wide receiver one. So, you know, we go back uh, 2019, Julio Jones was wide receiver three. Uh, in 2020, Calvin Ridley was wide receiver four. Like he's shown that he can get the ball to his playmakers and. Matt Ryan's a former NFL MVP. I trust that offense to get the ball to their best playmakers. Michael Pittman Michael is currently Jr. going. Seven. Yeah, he's currently going as wide receiver 17. Yeah. Just truly great. Obscene value from Michael Pittman Jr. But uh, that does it there for our wide receiver rankings. I We... Churned and burned, man. We got through these. For those, for those are good 12. rank. Is there is there anything that like you don't like uh, on there? Are we like we're we're gonna talk yes. more about TJ Moore, Waddle, AJ Brown, Mike Williams next time. Yes, yes, there is. Um, after the Baker trade, I am. I was already, I think, a little bit high. Well, I was higher on DJ Moore than you, and after putting Baker in there. I'm higher on DJ Moore. So I was higher than you. I now am higher than I was. Um, I think he, for me, is probably the wide receiver 13 now. So I move him up a couple spots over some other dudes. Um, Michael Thomas, it's just too early still. I, I don't know if there's anything I necessarily didn't like. It's high for a wide receiver, a second receiver to be in the top 12 with T Higgins. But I mean, that's where he was on a per game basis. So that's, it's just, and I like all these guys. Again, we, it's, we're not, when we're high on somebody or saying we will and won't draft them, it's not that we don't like them. It's just that we like other guys around them more or less. And so it's where the draft value is at the time of, of your draft. And right now, Pittman, we think is, I think is a fringe wide receiver. One is currently going as a mid middle of the pack wide receiver two. So for me, there's value there. I'm going to smash Michael Pittman. He's going at the end of the last pick of the fourth round. That's crazy. But I would also say this, it's not out of the ordinary for there to be sets of teammates to be in the top. You know, to be wide receiver ones, you look back at 2020, Jefferson and Thielen were six and eight and DK Metcalf and Lockett were seven and nine. Yeah. So like if, if they're, <laughs> it's not if, common though, like it no, can happen. It's not, but it, it's incredibly possible. Yeah. Just, just looking at recent history. So, Hey, you know, the Bengals are, they have an explosive offense. We have two guys ranked there. And like, on a per game basis, they, you know, they did Jason it last year. Higgins did it last year. And right. And and in the past we had Cup and Woods kind of yes. at the 11, yep. 12, 13 range. So it's it's not like it's on you like if uh Godwin was healthy, we'd have him and Evans up there probably. So it's it's not it's not out of the of the ordinary if you're like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. And if it was 2009, we'd have Chad Johnson and TJ Hushman Zilly. Like you know it. It's been done. Give 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 me all the Welker and Moss. Back in 2008. <laughs> oh my God. Se- second mention of them today for me. Mm. Um, I, I, I did want to cover one more thing before we leave. Um, Matthew Barry is leaving ESPN. Um, I don't know if you saw that. The, the rumors are that he's going to uh, NBC Sports uh, and potentially will have a, a role on Sunday Night Football talking about fantasy, which would be cool. Um, I, I know wow. we've kind of we, we've kind of looked at him. um not as like somebody that we would parrot uh, his analysis or anything, but um, like he's, he was at ESPN basically since I think 2008 
uh, which is really when we started getting into this, uh, you and me did. Um, yeah. And, you know, always, always read the love hate stuff. Always listened to his preseason analysis. Read the uh, draft so day it's, manifesto. It's cool to, yeah, exactly. It's cool to be doing uh, some of what, what he's kind of paved the way for. So um, I just wanted to mention it. Uh, not, not to say he's our role That's model crazy. or anything, but he, he, uh, he made fantasy fun to talk about and be kind of nerdy over numbers and, and things like that. So he gets paid um, to just, talk. Just thought, thought I would mention it. Crazy. Oh man. The only other bit of newsy kind of stuff that I have is that Deshaun Watson and the NFL PA are already planning to sue the league in federal court. Should Deshaun Watson receive a year long suspension, basically on the basis of comparing uh, that suspension to the lack of any real discipline for Robert Kraft. Um, you know, it's going to be the storyline that kind of lingers. And hopefully by the time we uh, record next week's podcast on wide receivers 13 through 24, there is some um, conclusion to this mess. And we yeah, have a way I, I forward. I can't believe there's seven, eight weeks until the season starts and they haven't figured this out yet. I, I can, just, yeah. It's going to be mini camp OT. Like we're at training camp time almost. They got to figure this out soon. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're also still waiting on the Alvin Kamara um, potential suspension that's coming down, which is why we're really not talking about running backs because that skews things quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah. We're, we're kind of waiting uh, for, for that to shake itself out too so um oddly a lot of balls in the air um and unfortunately they're not footballs being thrown now that's uh, another month 50 some odd days away but but i mean hey training camps are opening uh this this week uh so football's officially back uh the hall of fame game i think is in two two or three weeks um so really uh really excited that football's back and to be talking with you and I did want to mention that a bunch of people did tweet at me uh, demanding that we have a kicker and defense podcast. Okay, but like you creating three fake Twitter accounts to tweet at yourself does not count, Kevin Durant. No comment. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.